you're tuning in to the Welcome to Motherhood podcast, the series that helps to make motherhood easier, one podcast at a time. I'm your host, Natasha Suttle, mum of four, midwife, educator, terrible housewife, and huge advocate for ditching the mum guilt. Find advice for all your motherhood questions from birth onwards. So here we go, let's get into it. So today we're going to talk about something a little heavier than some of my past episodes. I'm going to talk about maternal mental health. I'm not an expert in this. I mean, yes, I'm a midwife and we do delve into this work in this area a lot, but I'm not going to know all the answers or all the information. What we can do in this episode, though, is talk about where the baby blues ends and postnatal depression begins, as this is often something women question themselves on, especially in those early days. In coming episodes, I'm interviewing someone who I consider far more of an expert in this field, as well as the next episode after this one is actually talking to a mum who struggled with postnatal depression. So make sure after you listen to this, you also tune into some of the upcoming episodes on the same topic. So what is the baby blues? In those first few days after giving birth, women can experience a temporary condition, commonly known or referred to, you would have heard the term around the baby blues. Here in Australia, we have an amazing resource called COPE, C-O-P-E, which stands for Centre of Perinatal Excellence. And they talk about how, for most women, the baby blues usually occurs between the third to fifth day after having their baby and generally can leave you feeling quite distressed, emotional, overly teary, quite overwhelmed and a little bit down. This is basically a textbook definition and you can read the similar definition in loads of places if you do your research. And this textbook definition is something I do see day in, day out in my work as a midwife. Cope's research says that 80% of women get this, and I totally agree. I remember with my first baby being told about the baby blues, but just not really understanding what it would be like until for me on about day four, I remember shutting myself in the bathroom. I literally did the whole movie, shut the door, slide down the back of the door and just cried. Why? I have no idea. Um, Yep, I was super tired. I was exhausted. But this overwhelming flood of emotion seemed to have come from nowhere. And I remember yelling at my husband through the door. He came and he asked me if I was okay. And I just remember so clearly like it was yesterday, just saying, I'm crying. I don't know why. (laughs) Just leave me alone. I'm okay. It's an overwhelming feeling. And it's due to this huge rush of hormones in the system which is often also linked around the same time to the milk production really kicking in. So your body's working really hard and also sleep deprivation. I mean, that's horrid, but often that sleep deprivation after we're a few days into this and you're just really drained and just totally smashed basically. The real, real kicker is that it's often overwhelming, but then you don't know why or when it's going to stop and what will fix it. Then, of course, guilt, mum guilt. We all know that I'm trying to get rid of this mum guilt, but it's just not going to happen. But then there's the guilt of the fact that you feel really bad for feeling like this. When you've got in your head, you know, you know you should be so happy to have your new baby. Like it should be this overwhelming time of amazing and love and happy and fairies dancing, you know, and you feel really guilty for feeling really low. It is hard and probably the first time you'll experience the real strong mum guilt for feeling this way too, which really sucks. 
In my work, I always educate partners on the fact that they will usually be the first ones to spot when the baby blues are happening and also the first to spot when they progress on to something more and they last a bit longer than they should. Partners usually notice before you do and it's so important that they know it's okay and what's not okay but necessary that they really know how to check in on you, how to encourage you to get help with any issues if you do feel like it's something more than just a bit of a hormonal, emotional day or two. And they also need to be encouraging you and themselves, just to flag when you're not acting yourself. And when they think you could do with someone to talk to, making sure they literally know that they need to walk beside you in that journey that's going to follow if anything was to escalate. Your partner is going to play a big role And not just identifying when the baby blues are around, but also identifying when it now is starting to become more likely postnatal depression. For those mums listening out there who don't have a partner, often it's your closest support people, whether that could be a best friend or a parent or a sister. It'll be those people that do start to spot when things are changing in you. And I really want people to be encouraged by the fact it's okay for yourself as even as a support person if the roles are reversed to step in and tell people you don't think they're okay and you're happy to support them in the journey that they take. A really, really interesting study um, I read, I was recently reading a whole lot of information with regards to postnatal depression, the baby blues, you know, how insights into from a male and female perspective. But one of the really interesting studies I read was actually undertaken by Engvist and Nielsen. It was in 2011, but what it did is it actually looked into the male perspective into postnatal depression. It's super important research because I don't think we take into account enough looking at it from the partner's point of view and how they can be such an important figure to actually reacting and intervening. One of the biggest things I took away from this research that I read was that the findings noted that the men had wished, men and partners in general, had wished that they had more information given to them antenatally. So we're talking in pregnancy, they don't just want to hear about how to prepare for birth. They were all flagging that they wanted to know information about postnatal depression and the signs of that back when their partners were still pregnant. And when I say given to them, I mean as a couple too. They wanted themselves, not just their partners to be told about postnatal depression, but they wanted to make sure that the conversations included them before they had their babies and before they got to the point where it could be an issue. The research talked about the fact the reasons they wanted to know this information antenatally was that they wanted to be prepared in case it was to occur and they often, the ones who had gone through it, felt blindsided because they didn't know what they were going through or how to help their partners along the way. Studies have shown that around 10 to 14% of new mums do experience postnatal depression and that's just reported and recorded postnatal depression. I can bet my life on the fact there's a whole bunch of mums out there who either haven't identified what they're going through as postnatal depression or they have thought that it might be but they haven't sought help when they knew what was going on. The symptoms of antenatal, because antenatal depression is also a thing, so also keep in mind antenatally how you're going mindset-wise and also flagging for help if you need it. But the symptoms of antenatal and postnatal depression do depend on the severity of the depression. But some of the symptoms and the easy ones to kind of keep in the back of your mind to remember may include things like low self-esteem, feelings of real inadequacy and guilt about what's going on and how you're feeling, 
huge tearfulness and often for no reason or often when you're triggered by something small, you're being just being so much more tearful than you think you should be. Difficulties sleeping is another big one with depression across the board and also having panic attacks. For me, I wish that no one got this awful, awful illness. It is just such a hard and sad time for everyone involved when it's going on. But I mean, the reality is it's happening. And since it's going to occur, the next thing I wish is that more people knew the signs to look out for and also knew it was okay to ask for help. Oh, I wish I could just scream this. I'm literally shaking my hands while I'm recording this. It is okay to ask for help and absolutely 150% okay to admit when you're not okay. Some of the reasons some researchers thought that might be the cause behind it, and again, this is not set in stone, is the exact cause is still unknown. But these are some of the reasons that some research has gone into that think it might be causing. I'm going to break them down into three main areas. You've got the physical changes. Um, I mean, this is pretty self-explanatory. You have a baby, your body changes. And sometimes it will never be the way it was before. You're also exhausted physically and you're hormonal. Basically, a real mix of a bunch of things that are destined to make you feel just not like yourself. So, those are the main physical changes that are going to affect this postnatal depression and the reasons behind that you may get it. Emotional changes, biggie. You're working out what on earth you need to do with this baby as a mum, what kind of mum you are. You're working out your role as mum. You're working out your role as co parent too. And you're also working out how your relationship looks because your relationship will be a completely different horizon than it was before the two of you had children. It's not just the two of you anymore. And if you're a single mom, you're working out how to be the all and everything for this new little person while going through it all alone. And it is tough. Plus, again, hormones affect your emotions. So the hormones play a part here as well. The third aspect I'm going to touch on for Something that I guess is a real big one these days is social changes. Your friends may not be still your friends. And I say that really bluntly, but that's the reality when you start to have children. I don't say it in like a primary school playground way of, you know, I don't like you, you're not my best friend. I say it in a way that people just drop off. Often people without kids will visit you in the early days when you have your first baby, but then they continue with their lives and they don't really understand and get what you're going through. And it's actually a lot more common these days to feel really isolated and alone. And it can be a really sad, lonely times for a lot of new mums. And that's hard. It's so hard. And I don't say it in a nasty way about those friends that have dropped off because they're at a different stage of their life. But it can be very isolating. And when you're hormonal, you're emotional, you're tired, friends disappearing and not putting in the effort back anymore can be so heartbreaking. When you read out these three key areas in which your life's changing, man, it's easy to see why mums can struggle with their mental health. Absolutely easy to see why it can be a big struggle. The hardest part, often for the mum and for others to witness, is the mums will often withdraw from their babies and struggle to get that bond that they thought was going to come so instantly and be so overwhelming. It sometimes doesn't happen like that. And the mum guilt that comes with feeling that the bond isn't happening like it's supposed to in the movies is horrible. It's not to say it won't happen. I really need to flag this for anyone listening and feeling like they had that moment where that bond didn't happen and the guilt they felt. I'm not saying that bond won't happen. 
it'll just take time. And once that fog lifts a little bit for yourself, that bond will set in. It has nothing to do with love. The love is there. The love is absolutely there the minute you have your baby. Even if you don't feel that instant bond, it will come and the love is there. The relationship's going to bloom between you and your baby and you and your partner as well. And the bond will still be unbreakable. It's just a bit slower to build sometimes when you're really experiencing that postnatal depression. It doesn't make you any less of a mum. You'll get there. It doesn't change the love. And I really want you to keep this in mind because this is something that people really beat themselves up on. Oh, absolutely. I hear it often and it's heartbreaking. If you are listening and you think that you might have postnatal depression, even mildly, even you're questioning it, please, please, please listen to me now. Seeking help, not a failure. It is a freaking hero move. I honestly, I love when people tell me that they thought they had postnatal depression or they did have postnatal depression and they went somewhere and put their hand up and said, I think this might be happening. I need help. That is strong. That makes you an amazing mother because you're doing something to put yourself out there to get yourself some help. It makes you brave. It makes you strong. It's the one thing that's going to make your baby, your partner, your family, everyone around you so, so proud of you. So don't feel like it's a weak move. It's super strong. I also encourage you to learn about postnatal depression. Get support while you navigate the journey and don't be too hard on yourself along the way as you do. You'll get there. But first you need to say it out loud. If anyone's listening and you think that's what I've got, I encourage you now to in your car, in your bedroom or wherever you're listening, just say, I've got postnatal depression and then get help. Help wise, you can talk to your midwife if you're still seeing your midwife. You'll have child healthcare workers that might be visiting you at home or you might be visiting them in clinic. It could be your nurse at your GP practice. It could be your doctor. So many things you can do to ask for help. Here in Australia where I live, we have an organization called Panda, which is a fabulous hotline. You can actually call to ask questions. In other countries, there is similar too. So please, please, please look it up. Get on Google, look up postnatal help. I know there's postnatal depression support groups on Facebook. Just type it in and go from there, one step at a time. Please look it up and make the call. If you feel you need to, please make the call. I personally, myself, I'm going to be honest and say I have not had postnatal depression. I've had the baby blues with most of my four babies. I've worked out, though, having worked with a lot of mums who have postnatal depression and watching them seek help and actually work their way out of it. I've seen how much of a journey it is, but it is one that is sure as heck worth taking. If you're worried and don't know where to turn, call a hotline, tell a friend, or hey, even send me a private message. Like I will not turn away anyone who puts their hand out and says, I've listened to your episode, Tash. I want to get some help. Can you try and point me in the right direction? Just start the conversation. The saddest, saddest thing for me to say, and I get emotional every time I read this statistic and every time I say it, I've got tears in my eyes right now. In 2017, here in Australia, suicide was the second highest cause of maternal death. And that's behind cardiovascular diseases. Let that sink in. We need to do more as women, as mums, and as friends. We need to open up the conversation because, sorry, I'm getting emotional even talking about this. Suicide should not be the second highest cause of maternal death in the country that I live in, in this day and age. As I said earlier, in upcoming episodes, I have an amazing interview with a mother who went through this. It's honest and it's open 
And it's basically how she felt and things she wishes were done for her and things she recommends that people do in the future for to help themselves. I've also got an upcoming episode where I get a specialist in, someone who has basically made maternal mental health her career, and she is smashing it. She is fabulous. She has so much knowledge and insight, and she's an amazing resource to tap into. So please, please, please tune into these. You want to tune into them because I want to take this conversation to the next level. It's so important for yourself so you can learn what might be going on with you and how you can reach out. But also for those of you listening in who know that they haven't had an issue with this, I need you to know how to identify and spot postnatal depression in others and family and friends and colleagues. And I need you to be strong enough to say to them, this is what I'm thinking. I'm here to hold your hand and help you guide you through the journey and walk with you. I just really need these conversations. Thank you so, so much for tuning in today. This talk was brief, but it was so, so important. Please, please, please keep it going. And I really, really, oh, I can't even, I can't even begin to tell you how important it is to ask you to let these conversations be okay and be normal. And if you are going through it, put your hand up to someone and say, I think I need help. Or if you're watching someone that you think might be going through it, go to them and say, have you thought about this? I'm here to support you. Or if you know someone that has postnatal depression and you know that they know, they've told you, you know, approach the subject, ask how they're going. And again, say to them, I will support you. I will am happy to be someone you reach on. If you need help, you can get through this. So please keep the conversations going, make it okay, make it normal and keep talking about it. Thanks for listening. And I really hope you listen into the next few episodes which is going to just push on this a little bit further so we can keep the conversations going. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Welcome to Motherhood podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when each new episode hits the airwaves. I hope you enjoyed it and can walk away with a few key take-home messages to help you make your motherhood journey that little bit easier. See you next time.